Welcome to Life with Lindsay Ray, a place where fellow seekers are not necessarily interviewed, but invited to embark on a truth-telling journey exploring life's depth, sometimes tackling specific topics, and ultimately, always keeping it real. We dive deep to encourage and invoke inner contemplation and radical acceptance of our own humanness. It's my hope these conversations inspire you to dive underneath the surface level crap and blaze your own truth trail directly into what ignites your soul. Get ready for a whole lot of soulful chit chat, sprinkles of radically empathic advice, and some lighthearted laughs along the way. Let's get woo-woo without going cuckoo, shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Hey everyone, just a really quick reminder and disclaimer, if you are around little ones or anyone that might take offense to adult language, you might want to pop in headphones now because we do tend to use it every now and then on the podcast. Also, very important reminder that any information that you hear on this show that is said by me or any of my guests is never a substitute for any kind of medical or mental health treatment or consultation from a licensed practitioner, okay? So just remember that. Now, let's get to the show. Coming to you live from my closet yet again, Thais is here. That feels important. I mean, absolutely, right? Yeah, it is important. It's important. My presence is very important. (laughs) My entire existence requires uh, an intro. Obviously. I need to be walked in with trumpets <laughs> everywhere I go. Well, which, you know, leads us to... White privilege and centering. White privilege and centering, <laughs> which we'll be talking about today. Oh, good. On the pod. This is going to be a heavy pod. Two white girls talking about white privilege. Let's yeah. do this. We're just going to dig in. Thais technically is appearing white. I am... She's t- white appearing because am, she is Brazilian. <laughs> But as no, she just, laughs, let's just go right through that. As she laughs we about just, that, <laughs> we should just skip right over that. That feels highly inappropriate. Which I think is really good to kind of label and identify and call out, right? Well, because what, I think that's important. What is important? Okay, so here's why that's important. So I know a lot of there's a, a whole conversations around why it's so uncomfortable for white people to be called white people, mm-hmm. unlike black culture where they self-identify as black and they have a whole culture around their their black identity because we rob them of everything else as, right. as white people but we see anyone calling us white as like feeling racist you know like you can't call me white well, you know there's no such thing as i understand but that's what we feel racism. right <laughs> but yeah and that's what we feel so well not we but one well, right. well, one an individual as a collective yes yes so what we then do is we're like, well, I'm not, I'm not white. I have like one tenth Puerto Rican and one hundredth African descent. And, you know, we kind of la- name out all of the ways that we're not actually white in an attempt to not feel the shame that comes when we're called out for all whiteness. And ultimately then remove ourselves from taking full ownership and responsibility of the system that we gain our privilege from. Exactly. So what's important to note is that even though I could technically be called 
a woman of color because of my heritage and an immigrant, you know, from Brazil, I very rarely will ever say that or even say that I'm white appearing. I mean, sometimes I do it, but, but really I, I pretty unapologetically claim my whiteness mm -hmm. because my heritage is white. Yeah. And I appear white and therefore I get all of the privileges that come with appearing white. Right. And I think that's super important. It is important because we've got to understand that privilege is a spectrum. And even though you may not identify yourself as white, it doesn't actually really matter. If you appear white, you're going to benefit from white supremacy. And if you don't appear white, you're going to get punished for that. So I know friends who, you know, come from different parts of the world, but are assumed to be from other parts of the world and then get treated as such. And so how you appear matters more than your own internal spectrum. Mm -hmm. And so that's really, really important to call off right off the bat. So yes, I am a white appearing woman of color. I rather identify myself as a white woman with all of the benefits that I get from white supremacy right so yeah clearly we just we just went right we in there though just dove head maybe we should right back in. up white supremacy what does that mean Lindsay? wow what does it mean to be white okay well here's the thing this is a big awakening for so many of us it isn't it's not new i think that's the most important thing to yes. kind of call out this is something that has been going on since the beginning of our cultivation of the United States of America. Yes. <laughs> it is systemic. Everything was built by white men for white men in this country. Yes. And we are seeing it more clearly now with the unearthing of so much that was, I use the word hidden very loosely yeah. from so many of our privileged bubbles yeah. with the presidency of 45. Yes. So, so backing up just a little bit, when it comes to the history of this country at the very, 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 very beginning, in the the initial move from Britain to the new lands, right? So before it became colonies, before all of that, everybody that was living here was seen, any color was seen as equal. Women were not considered equal. We've never been considered equal. But if you were a black man, if you were a white man, it didn't matter. You mm -hmm. were all in the same category of workers. Mm -hmm. So the, the concept of whiteness stems from the colonies and stems from the American system. But mm -hmm. it is not an inherent... It's not how the human race yes, thank you. was created. Like, it, this is a recent phenomenon of the past with the with the building of the United States of America yes basically. so with the past the like three colonies 300 years yeah right so Oops. so yeah so it is a recent development it is not like white people have felt superior to black people for since the beginning of time right so it's not an inherent part of being human well it is a recent development in 
the chapter of humanity. That's not to diminish it. It's just to say there once was a time when we saw each other as equals, no matter the color of your skin. Which is great. So that means that it we is, can get back there. Yes, and we need to get back there. And, and of course, there's been oppressions of different peoples and different times throughout the generations, throughout our lives, because human beings suck on so many levels. Yeah. And especially as women, we've been oppressed for like 2,000 years. Absolutely. But what it means is that whiteness is a social construct. That's what I'm trying to get out. Yeah. Whiteness is a construct that we've created to build a sense of superiority from black people and to give ourselves a sense of power over black people so that we could maintain a certain amount of privilege and power and money. Mm -hmm. And that was literally the beginning of our country. Right. So Which our kind of sucks. Country that our was country built was built on racism that premise. Yeah. And this is something they don't teach you in the history books, is it? Well, right. Because and the history books are written by the oppressor. Exactly. And so this is something that has really jolted me into lots of action in my personal life since everything that happened in Charlottesville. Yeah. I take full responsibility that I exercised so much of my white privilege before that. So is Charlottesville what really awoke you? I think so. I think... It woke me up in a different way because I can't say that it's like, oh, I, I walked through life, you know, not believing that there was racism and, and things like that because that's definitely not the case. I just think something in me was different and I was at a place where I saw it so clearly and when I th when that happens, you can't not see it anymore. I know it's the worst thing. It's the it, worst thing. It's it's crazy. It's it's, I'm sorry. Let me back it's up. It's not that it, it's, it's not, not the not worst it's, thing. It's not that it's the worst thing. I it think just is extraordinarily overwhelming to in an individual when it occurs. Yeah, but that's not what even what I mean to say. I think the reason why I say it's the worst thing is because. When you awaken to something... Your whole life changes. You, everything has to shatter, though, in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, everything has to shatter, and... There's an unraveling yes, that has to happen, yes, which is very painful. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, and there's so many emotions. Relationships change. Like, you, you just oh, yeah. can't be the way you used to be. Yeah, I really, I didn't really mean to say it's the worst thing, but no, I know what you meant. I just though. think it's so hard, but it's so necessary and so important. Necessary. And I've become such a better person and a small price to pay, right? Yeah, like super the, small. Oh my gosh, oh like my my, my minuscule uncomfortableness. Exactly. In the grand scheme of things, is nothing. Exactly. Like the 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 pain, the discomfort. It's really the, horrendous. The unraveling. Was slavery. Like that was uh, right. really exactly. horrendous. Like all of the things that, yeah, you know, they're real on an individual plane. I mean, it's it's like. In comparison, it's yeah. so minuscule. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that I think that we all have to recognize, especially, you know, being kind of in, in a world of like spirituality and, you know, personal development and self-help. You know, we have to understand that this is the work. Yes. And this is the biggest thing that I think I'm starting to understand. I started thinking about this a lot over the past couple of days because I, after Charlottesville, you know, I grew up in Virginia. <laughs> so mm. also it was a very close to home thing. Yeah. And I think that 
definitely contributed to the rattling and what shook me so, so hard, which I'm grateful for, obviously. I've really been trying to educate myself so fast. Yeah. And, and, and furiously, you know, consuming as much as I can, uh, because I'm, I'm very ignorant, very ignorant. That's the one thing I can say with the utmost certainty. And as I'm learning more, I decided to really throw myself into kind of a crash course specifically for white women on learning, you know, or unlearning. Well, first of all, learning, identifying and learning what are, what the weapons of whiteness are right. and what they look like. And then, yes, unlearning, unlearning and, yeah. and learning how to actually let go of them right. and put them down. Yeah. Unlearning this white walk yes. <laughs> that, yeah. you know, we've so, we've been indoctrin- indoctrinated yes. with, you know. And so the last couple of days has been incredibly intense for me and what i'm i'm starting to recognize more and more is that you know in the spiritual community in the self-help world you know with the spiritual lens we we talk often about hearing the call yes and i i started really thinking about that over the past like 2 days and i couldn't help but go through a spectrum of emotions about it because we loosely just throw around these words. Actually, I'm so glad you're, I, I actually never really thought of that. But like hearing the call, like whoever hears the call to be to be not racist, like we hear the call to fulfill our purpose, and that means like create webinars, you know. And we but, hear the call to like. This is the thing. I actually. This is what I'm saying about like us loosely throwing around this word, the call, the call, the call. That's what right? I'm saying. Like, 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 it's like, that's a form, I think, of manipulation. And I think, it's, ooh, tell me everything. I think it's a form of, it's actually a strategy to keep people on the surface. Because if we keep asking people to answer these calls, these calls of if you feel called to enter my program all oh, about yes. fucking webinars, yes. if you feel called to, you know, go well, on this spiritual retreat with right. me to, I don't know, whatever, blah, 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 you know, like hang out with like a bunch of other white girls and say it's sisterhood, yep. you know, answer that call within you. Yeah. Those calls? What are those calls? No, no. This is the call. Right. This, the, the real call is the call to get out of your bubble and out of your identity and actually get in alignment with humanity. Exactly. To use these spiritual tools to actually cultivate our human experience. 100%. And I think, I think you're right. I mean, I, so I shared on Facebook a little while ago that I was having a conversation with someone and she was like, you know, we say it a lot. Like, I feel called to share this with you. I feel called to, you know, talk to you about this. Oh, I yeah, feel, we have this conversation. Yeah. I feel called to invite you into this program. Yeah. And she goes, you know, that's really not taking responsibility for the fact that you're the one that's doing the calling. Right. And so we, we use that as a form of manipulation, like a higher power spoke mm-hmm. through me to invite you into something. So you can't say no because it's coming from a higher power. And there, that right there is how we fixate ourselves yep. in white superiority. Yeah. 
So, so instead I've changed my dialogue completely and I never say that anymore. I will say I feel called to say yes to this. Right. And that's um, your, because you I can do that. I felt the calling to say, but I would never say I feel called to invite you, you instead of this. I will say, I invite you yeah. because I take full responsibility for my words, my actions. And that even if I feel called to do something doesn't mean I have to do it. So if mm -hmm. I am doing it, it's because I'm taking complete control over my autonom like autonomous capacity of inviting you something. Mm -hmm. So I invite you to something. I want you to be there and I will claim that. But I like how you're saying it from a, a bigger level yeah, this idea like the of the depth. calling yes like i feel a calling i think we can use that to keep ourselves being obsessed over like the small things as opposed to like who feels a calling to end racism right like like the calling always is like to make more money you right. know or to buy the shoes or to make a six-figure business because we're so centering yourself because we have become normalized right to say on the surface and not see all of the actual fucking problems yeah yeah like, like real problems like god like never real. calls us to like buy a pair of shoes no or you know i don't even know like, I know. I'm so, so speechless at what you're sharing because I think it's so... It's big. It's so big. Like, we use this idea of of I am being called to... Do this, do that, do this, do that. When in reality, it's like if we really sit, if we really get still, if we really are doing the work, the hard work at dismantling everything that we need to dismantle, then we will hear the call. And, you know, the call, I think, is always to be with what is here and to love that. And to fight for humanity. Yeah. Because if we are all really one, then what the fuck are we doing being okay with oppressing Yes. What is that video that you people? saw? What is that video that you saw last night and you sent me just a snippet of it? Uh, what's that woman? Jane? Oh my gosh. And she Jane just Elliott is a woman. So the course that I am taking is by, it's for white women and it's run by a very brilliant, beautiful black woman named Catrice Jackson. And Catrice is no joke. No. She doesn't play. She doesn't play. No, she's fierce. She's fierce. And I am learning so much. So she is sharing just so much educational materials for us in this group. I mean, she's really, really like just giving us so, so much. So she shared in within our group a really amazing clip from an exercise that Jane Elliott does all the time it's called brown eyes blue eyes and i th will definitely put it in the show notes no no i know that but like no i'm just giving them the context the context oh, okay. of this woman jane elliott okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> yeah so jane, that, that, that part that you sent me was so powerful and i just yeah, want so, people to experience it so jane elliott is an activist she's a, a white woman now i think she's probably like 83 or something wow. like that she's amazing but she's really done a tremendous amount of work and she stands for humanity. Yeah. She stands for 
the human race. Right. And she she just calls it like like it is. Yeah. She lays out the truth. So the particular nugget nugget <laughs> that was shared you're talking about when she addressed the whole auditorium yes. of white women yes and, i mean a lot of white women there were some, some white men too so basically what she said is she said would everyone please stand up if you would like to be treated the way black and brown humans are treated if you would be happy to be treated the same way that we treat them, could you please stand up? And nobody stood up, and everybody is looking, staring around. Of course no one and, stood up. And she said, no, I don't think you heard the question properly. If you are happy to be treated the same way, yeah. and she repeats herself, and then nobody stands up again. And she then looks at everybody, and she's like, then why is it okay that this is happening, basically? Right, right. So I'll put in the show notes links to Jane Elliott's it's work so and Catrice Jackson's work and, and this particular YouTube clip that I'm talking about. It's really so good. And basically, I think what that highlights is the significance of us all taking responsibility for our collective action. Right. What we do so much is... And because Thais and I are digging into this a lot and more to come on, on our shame work because we are digging into shame yes. in like, oh my gosh, so many ways. And we're, we're starting to really weave through how our culture as a highly individualistic, highly, highly society. Yes. We've actually warped shame into something very trite and yeah. just we just so quick to say you're shaming me. Yeah. Like shame is like the modern age blame. Yeah. You know, like yeah. 10 years ago, it was like you're blaming you're me. You're blaming me. Now it's you're shaming me. And it's this inability, right? And I think that comes from probably, you know, fragility is like this inability to really just own it. Well, it's a fragility of our inability to be with human emotions. Mm, well, that's all. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like we're not taught how to actually be with our emotions. So the minute we feel something that is uncomfortable and someone put that uncomfortable emotion on us, then we immediately react. We get defensive. We shut down like we cannot handle with with our emotions. And so then it's no wonder that we shut down. And we say, you're shaming me. And we shut down the conversation. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge difference between being shamed and feeling shame. Mm -hmm. And I think that that difference needs to be accentuated because so often we're not being shamed. We feel shame. Exactly. And don't you worry. Thais and I will have lots of lots to come on shame. Oh, yeah. Lots so much. to come on shame. Yep. Like we say, African-Americans... Mm. We say Native Americans. Yes, we were all, we were just having these conversations yep. and they were so good. Yeah, but we don't say European Americans. <laughs> yeah. So, so like just in the inherent name of being a citizen of this country, it implies that if you're white, you've always belonged. And you've always been here. Right. Right? Like this was always yours. This was yours to take back and to make great again. <laughs> right. Right. And if you're African American, that means you, you you don't really belong here. Even though we are the ones that robbed you of yeah. of your life and heritage and everything else and brought you over here. And robbed you of humanity because we've 
dehumanized you right. in so many ways. And it's then, so disgusting. you know, we call every person who's black, African-American. Because we think we're being, like, politically correct, right? When oh, there are plenty of black people who aren't from, directly from Africa or, like, you know, weren't part of slavery and, and they're from somewhere else. And yeah. they're like, that. I don't identify as that. Yeah, like, just because of the color of my skin, don't call me African-American. Right. Like, I'm not from And then here. we get offended. Yeah when we're called out as white it's so so there's so much here to unpack we've got we've got to start to look at the way we name people i would much rather i don't like native americans i prefer indigenous mm -hmm. the indigenous people because they were here first yes you know and i would rather us start to dismantle and start to call ourselves European Americans. Actually, I think that's, that's right. A, that's I think a, that's the one thing that actually, actually makes should the, happen. Yeah, that makes, the, it makes most, the most sense. <laughs> makes the most sense. Like right. And it, you know, this is also, I think, you know, Thais and I are having these very candid and open conversations. Very messily. Right? Because, I mean, this is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. You know. And but I think what's good about it is you can take from it what feels good right it's like we're figuring this out very publicly because we're we're leaders <laughs> honestly because it's our job yep it's our job it's it's not the jobs of people of color to educate yep white people and to dismantle white supremacy it's our job yep it's white people's jobs yep. and so it's our hope that white other white people and especially white women can listen to this and say oh wow i never really thought about that that's how you i've know? been upholding white supremacy in, yeah, my, in my business in my life and how can you take it into your world your life your everyday you know happenings yep and change things and do things and switch things and so maybe it is just not using certain terminology. Maybe it is instead of saying, you know, Native Americans using indigenous. indigenous yeah. And I um, think instead, I think one of the best ways that we can just begin to notice how we uphold white supremacy before we even start to dismantle anything, we okay. kind of start have to acknowledge, you know, know where you we can't are. Skip steps. Yeah. So to get to like know where you are, just start to notice the books that you read. Mm -hmm. The color of the author. Oh my gosh, I just did like the An most inventory. amazing. No, I Amazon Prime. Oh mine. yeah, so many amazing books that yeah. I I I'm like can't wait to get through. Or just all by yeah. people of color. Yeah, you know because I'm like wait 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 a minute. I'm like, what, how? Because this is what I did. Right after Charlottesville, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this awakening, yes, all the things I need to learn, this and that. And I, I immediately bought this book called Sacred Activism, mm. right? Yep. Because I was like, oh, that definitely spoke to me. I want, I want to make sure I'm doing this in the right way. I want to lay the right foundation. I want to do this in a sacred, spiritual way. It's important <laughs> to me, right? You know, all the things. The book came. I flipped over the book. I looked at the author. He's a white man. Oh, Jesus. And I said, oh, I can't, I can't read this book. This definitely oh, no. can't be my, well, not that I can't read the book, right? It's it just, can, it's just I going to want be spoken yes. from the lens of a white man. I don't want it to be my foundation yeah. of what I base this 
off of. Yep. So therefore, That's amazing. I did more research. I learned more, and now I, you know, I ordered things like the new Jim Crow, uh, the racial contract, um, anything, so by many more. Audrey Lord, Bell oh, Hooks. Audrey Lord. Yeah. I am going to link in the show notes to some amazing pieces that were, you know, taken from some of her lectures. I feel incredibly connected to her words. Yeah, she's um, a, she's beautiful. They really she's a beautiful hit me in a great uh, way. Poet. So, so yeah, so start to notice the books that you read, the TV shows that you watch. Just notice what role people of color play. Notice the tokenism there. You know, the token black dude, the token funny black dude, really. Notice, you know, who you're listening to. And notice how black culture is so culturally appropriated. And hip-hop is one of those places that black culture really thrive. And notice, you know, these white artists like Miley Cyrus and Katy Perry appropriate from black culture. Mm -hmm. You know, just start to notice the role that, look at your newsfeed is a great example. Like, look to see your pictures and who you're hanging out with and your friends and what are the predominant voices there. And if they're all white, then, you know, that's a great indication of where there's some work to be done because you're not only upholding white supremacy by, by, you know, separating yourself, but you're really missing out on, on the incredible contribution and art and voices and power that come from the communities of color. And I think it's a real shame if we don't do this work and don't look around and don't ask ourselves these hard questions because not only are we upholding a system that is killing black and brown bodies, you know, but we're also really narrowing our capacity to be in love with humanity if we're only looking at one contribution. I love that. Narrowing our capacity. Yeah. We are. Yeah. We're like, we're... It's really heartbreaking. So then in that place, and no wonder that we think that our experience is all the same experience and everyone yeah. has troubles, you know, choosing out the right shoes, you know, because <laughs> we're so narrow. Like, no wonder we have no idea what what you know, queers and people in the LGBTQIA communities are mm -hmm. talking about because we don't, we're not hearing their voices, you know? It, it, we, there's so many studies that show that if you surround yourself with certain type of people, you become more polarized. And that's a real shame because you're missing out on so much if you're only listening to and surrounding yourself with one type of people. And also, I think it's an important thing to highlight, and this is something that, you know, is, starting to come in my attention and you know I'm beginning just really the first micro steps to figuring out how what's going to happen is you know you also <laughs> I'm one of those people where because of my upbringing and because you know being extremely poor you know when I was younger and you know so I, I didn't live I didn't live in this, you know, upper yeah. white middle class, yes. you know, neighborhood. Yeah. Like I lived in, you know, trailer parks and there were lots of different colored people. It wasn't just, you know, all white people. And so I had so many friends that, you know, when I was younger and I, you know, I was the only white girl on like my dance team in middle school, you know, like my cheerleading squad in high school, you know, we did have a lot. Well, no, I can't say a lot, but we had, you know, several, um, 
women of color, you know? Yeah. Well, we weren't really women. We were still girls yeah. <laughs> then. And I have my only childhood friend from when I was 15 because I moved around so much, you know, I didn't really land into into Virginia Beach until, you know, fourth grade and at the end of fourth grade, really. And so I, I have really like one friend who I became really close with around 14, 15, and we're still friends to this day and she is black and, and that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like it really, like, you know, like, like it doesn't, it doesn't make me any less privileged. It didn't oh, make me any right. less ignorant to what was going on. It doesn't make me any less racist for that matter. Yes, yeah, you know? that's great. That's and a so great. I think that's a really important thing. Yeah, you know, because, because people are like, can, oh, I have black friends, right? So, so I we can't can be racist. ourselves. Yeah. you know, like I mean, even the beautiful woman that helps me and cleans my house, you know, I I pay her and she provides a service for me. She is, you know, a woman of color. And, you know, we were just talking like a little bit ago, not recording and like talking and she was here and we were talking to her and like, I'm kind of going through this process where like, I'm literally calling myself out left and right. And I'm like, I, okay, that is me centering again. I am racist. I am just so I, because I am the type of person that needs a lot of reminders. And so I'm constantly reminding myself, like, this is how I want to live now. I want to live in this way. And, you know, even, even she looks at me and she goes, you're not racist. I've never felt that way from you. And I'm like, but I am. Yeah. I, I I am. Just being white. We are inherently. And so that's the thing that we all have to kind of realize. And it's, it's, it's something that we, we just ultimately have to take a responsibility for the collective, you know? This conversation is really uncomfortable. Like I can literally feel myself feeling uncomfortable around this because, you know, I'm still so unaware and unconscious in so many ways of my whiteness and i'm like sweating right now. i (laughs) know i know Lindsay is on this journey in in a very new way and so something that we i just have to add right now is that neither Lindsay nor i are experts on this no we are not leaders in this we are just sharing our experiences of awakening to our privilege of the past few months past year and so if you're interested in learning more about this please 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 go take courses and trainings and classes and read books by women of color um, who are yes pay them compensate them the women who are doing the emotional labor of educating us like we need to compensate them and we need to put them as on the on the pedestal we need to put them as the leaders they are leaders and google and start reading yes and don't rely on women of color to educate you uncompensatedly like do not ask your black friends to teach you about this like that is not their job go compensate people who are doing the work pay them to teach you about this please 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 yes do not take two white women's pod you know on a podcast's words like we're we're simply sharing our day-to-day experience with what's going on for us in our life right now yeah so and this is really important to both of us and this is something that we've been talking a lot about oh for and immersing ourselves i mean i read like five to ten articles a day on this we're always like texting back and forth and writing back and forth and sending each other because this oh did you see this or did you read that like and we're like texting and calling and, and talking and talking about it because it is so important. And you know what? We as white women, we do have a responsibility yeah. to not be silent and yeah. to talk about it and to be uncomfortable. Yeah. That is our work. Yes. You know? And so 
listen, I'm, I'm going to link to a lot of, you know, resources and stuff for everybody to have in the show notes. And I think it's really important for everybody to continue to do their work. I'm also going to throw it out there. Like if you feel super overwhelmed and super confused and you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Like, oh my God. And you're paralyzed into silence. Message me message me, write me, reach out to me. I will get on a call with you and and you can talk to me about where you are. Don't go sharing it with people of color and like being like, I just don't know. And what do I do? I'm so no, because that's centering. Go to another white woman or white person and handle that, handle that there. And, and you have, and also what I'm recognizing is like our, expressing our emotions around it needs to be done privately yeah it it needs to be done privately it's it is very important to honor here's what's here's, happening because here's why as women right we've we've been a victim you know victim to sexism for over two thousand years so imagine a white man in your life you know not white i'm sorry any man in mm-hmm. your life mm-hmm. coming to you and being mm-hmm. like oh my god i'm so overwhelmed by my you know su- my male supremacy and i'm just so uh, you know shattered because my whole life is coming apart because i'm learning about sexism and how bad it is and could you please teach me and like tell me how i'm being sexist like if a guy did that to me i'm like it is not my job as a white woman damn it as I a know, woman. <laughs> because we're in, we're just using that language. Oh, it's not my job as, as a, a woman, woman to be, t- to educate a and male. I, like, I'm so sorry that your life is so hard. Boo hoo hoo. Because you're awakening to sexism. Like, please, like, I've right. had to deal with this my entire life. And so it's not, I'm not really going to sit here and educate you to make you feel better about yourself. And you also, this is, okay. So I want to say something really quick and then I want to dig into some more importance around not being afraid and fucking up in public and all that stuff okay so back to like when i was talking about the call and hearing the call oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know this is something that i'm starting to recognize as you know a coach an integrative coach someone that definitely you know has the health component the wellness component the mental health component all the components right because it's really important to look at all things yes because you can't segregate and separate separate and fix something yeah <laughs> interestingly enough <laughs> sound familiar we always talk about well we have to find the root yeah we have to find the root cause we have to find the root of what's causing all the symptoms this is the root this is the root this of what this is the root of our current disease like this is america's root problem yeah right here yeah racism yep white supremacy yep this is the root now what do we know as health coaches and coaches and all the things right we go to the root we attack the root however it's hard work yeah it takes consistency it takes showing up and resiliency yeah. of going back at it over and over and over and over again yeah. until that root cause has been dismantled and healed. Yeah. So I think that's just like so significant for me about like the call and the root issue, the you know, I just I yeah. I really like identifying that because yeah. in my own brain it helps me yeah. wrap my head around the fucking magnitude of all yeah. this. Yeah. 
Yeah, so just like, you know, you don't want to, I wouldn't want, we wouldn't want a man to come up to us and say, teach me about sexism because we're, we already have enough on our plates. We're just trying to survive here, peoples. You know, the best thing we can tell our male counterparts who are interested in awakening to feminism and sexism is to say, go to the women who are teaching this. Go to those who, you know, you can compensate, you can pay for your education. Right. It's the same thing here. Absolutely. We can't lean on our black friends to support us around awakening to racism. What we can do is reach out, look up, you know, search, use that Google power mm -hmm. that you have to look up women of color who are doing this work and then go compensate them to educate you. Just like what Lindsay did with Catrice. Like that is so powerful, so important. Mm -hmm. Go do it. So now we are going to kind of dig into the importance of not being fearful and not, uh, not, because this is what I'm hearing a lot of. I don't know what to say. I don't ever know what to I say. I don't know what to do. I never know what to do. So I, I am just so, I'm too afraid to fuck it up, say something wrong and offend somebody more. And this I is what I'm, I'm learning. Doing those things. Yep. This is what I'm learning. <laughs> this is what I'm learning right now. It is more violent to stay silent than it is to try and fuck up. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. So that's something that I think we all need. We all talk about like the fear and like not being fearful and like eradicating fear and being afraid and doing it anyway. Right. That's true courage. Well, this is it, people. Yeah. It's time to step into our courageous self. Yeah. And you know what? And because this people's is, lives are at risk. We're not, this isn't just coffee chats. This is, this is real life. This is happening. Can we talk about, what? can we, can we open up this can of worms? We're going to talk about people deleting Facebook posts. I was, oh, I was, I was going down the route of the Facebook groups. Yes. Maybe we could just talk about Facebook in general so, and then we can wrap this up. Absolutely. Okay. So. We, Facebook is a great platform. It is. To be in communication to people about important things. Yeah. So it's a really good idea to start to use this platform to elevate the voices and have the conversations mm -hmm. that help humanity. Mm -hmm. I love social media mm -hmm. because just with the click of a button, I have access to over 10,000 people. Yeah. Like that's... Where else can you get 10,000 people to listen to your shit? I don't know. I mean, you really love social media. I, Maybe I, a little too much. I know. I have my own problems. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we have a conscious responsibility of how we use this platform. And, you know, one of the things that's really important to note here is that, you know, the personal is political. So it's not that the political is personal. It's personal is political. There's a difference there. And what personal is political means is that you are affected by politics and politics affects your life and you being silent on politics is impacting people's lives. Mm -hmm. So politics is, is part of life. The, the social justice, the definition of, life. of politics and, and whatever is being part of like moral citizenry. Yeah. And so we've got to be having these conversations and, um, you, and listen, we can't I be separating politics from your, the rest of your life. This is, this is the because thing. that's a form of privilege. Well, and this is something that I walk through life doing left, right, up and down the other. I vote. Oh, yeah, right, right. I voted. So that's all you do. You know, 
What more can you do? But everything else, when it got political, I'd be like, mm, no, I don't really, yeah, I don't really, because I don't know, yep. and so I don't talk about it. Yep. I just know that I'm a Democrat, yep. and that, like, this is what I believe. Right. And I was the same way. I never spoke up. I never did anything. I was same. always kind of like, yeah, uncomfortable around politics. Yes. But as I grow more and more, and I'm starting to learn more and more, the problem becomes when we try to separate and segregate and, you know, we really, it doesn't work. Well, because to some, like, the reason why we're able to be silent and not really pay attention is because the policies are in alignment with our safety, right? Right. The minute policies aren't in alignment with our safety. And that's us as exercising our privilege. Right. So some people can't afford to turn off the news because the news is directly affecting them. Right now in the current political climate, DACA, the, you know, yeah. the, the, the dreamers, they are not safe. So you know no. damn right that they're reading shit and they're looking on TV and they're trying to figure out what their place is amongst things. So by turning the TV off, by not talking about politics, you are exhibiting your privilege and that's dangerous. And these are uncomfortable conversations that I've been having left, right, and sideways with all my white friends. Because it's my job to do it. If you're thinking about joining a Facebook group and the policies of the Facebook group is identify and label that this is not a place for politics, for, politics, for feminism, for racial issues, just know for that social justice. What they're really saying is that this place will perpetuate violence and that we will be and we continue are, to perpetuate blindness. We are committed to upholding white, white supremacy. supremacy. That's literally what you should be reading. And, they, and then you should run away. And, 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 or call them out. And it doesn't matter how well intended these people are. Because it's not about intentions, it's about it's impact. It's not about intentions. Everyone has good intentions. All. We all do, right? We're all just trying to do our thing. We're all We're doing best. the best we can. But the impact the is killing people. Exactly. And that's where it becomes a violent, violent problem. And that is when you have to wake up and recognize the truth of the matter. And the truth of the matter is it is violent against humanity. Yeah. You are part of humanity. Therefore, it is violence against the self. I mean, it's... I, I think that's that pretty perfect. That's it. And, you know, be willing to start to have these uncomfortable conversations and it's very important that we get uncomfortable with with being uncomfortable. Yes. You find the comfort in uncomfortableness. It's there. Yep. You just have to be courageous as fuck to find it because it's on the edge. It's a little glimmer, so you got to squint really hard to find it, but it's there and you can find it, I promise, because we both are standing in it right now. Yeah. You know, so uncomfortable. It is, but we found somehow the comfort in it, and we're 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 trying, we're and we're doing, and that's all anyone's asking. Yeah, you're not gonna do it perfect. Are you kidding? This is okay. You want a lesson in eradicating your issue with perfectionism, with ego. O M G. You want to do some real ego eradicator? Do it. <laughs> this is it, people. This is it. This is what we, this is the marathon that you've been training for if you have been in the spiritual community. Yeah. Okay. This is the real work. This is the real call. This is all about Lindsay humanity. Lindsay fired one. up. I really am fired up. Like this entire really, conversation. I'm like sweating. Is like Lindsay fired up. Because this is, no this is what joke. happens. Oh, you know what? 
actually our good friend Danielle, beautiful soul that she is, we were having a, a very uncomfortable conversation about, about this all. And she, um, she sent me this awesome like meme from Gloria Steinman that says, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Bam. And that, that is the place that I'm definitely in right now. And I know it's part, it's, it's part of my steps. Mm. It's part of my steps. So I'm encouraging all of you white women, please start having the uncomfortable conversations. If you don't know, if you do not know where to start, message me. Message me. Well, Lindsay only has a limited amount of time. I don't in care. Life. I'll figure it out. I will figure it out. I will. I'll put you in touch with who you need to put be put in touch with. Well, I was just gonna say at least you know follow her. Well, whatever. I don't. I know that this is my work to do. It's all of our work to do. I as think white your women. work is gonna be dismantling the mental health system. Well, oh boy, it's 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 coming quickly. I want to remind everybody that if you are uncomfortable and if you start being called out or called in on a social platform, it's okay. It is okay. Please, for the love of all things holy, do not delete and run away. Leave that thread up so that others can learn. We all learn from mistakes. That is how we learn. Yeah. This is no different. Mm -hmm. It might be a little more painful for you because when shit cuts down to the root, it's really bloody awful. But guess what? It has to be done. You are strong enough to do this work. So let's dig in and let's do this. Wow. So that was definitely just the tip of the iceberg. You know, it was a lot, but of a, a little, you know, of of something that is just so unbelievably important. You know, I talked a lot about this is the root. This is the root of our problem here in, you know, this world. And it runs so deep. It's so systemic. And, you know, I really stand by what I said. If you are in the spiritual community, the self-help world, you know, personal development world with the spiritual lens and, and you're white and you're talking about oneness and love and light and it's all unity. This is, this is what the work requires us to do is look beyond this privileged filter that we have and really exercise everything that we've been working all of these spiritual tools that we've been using and cultivating and learning and exercise them to dismantle the root, the root problem. This is the real work. This is the true call. And so if you've been training in the spiritual community, well then hello, wake up. This is what you've been training for. And just, you know, really highlighting and, and, and encouraging you to, to not run away when it gets painful and uncomfortable. I can't tell you the amount of uncomfortable conversations that I've had since this has been recorded. And this is, this was recorded 
last September, in September of 2017. And I'm sitting here, you know, recording this outro in March of 2018. And it probably won't even go out into the world until April or May of 2018. And I've had so many uncomfortable situations and conversations with friends and loved ones and family members just starting the conversation and figuring it out as I go. And I don't have all the answers and I'll never probably have all the answers, but think about it. Think about all the things that you learn on a daily basis from this industry. You are always, you know, encouraged to start before you're ready to be courageous and, you know, be fearful and do it anyway to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, all these tools, all these tools that, that everyone preaches. Let's not be walking hypocrites and let's utilize these tools for what really matters. And this, this is what really matters. So again, I'm going to leave lots of links in the show notes for resources on everything that Thais and I mentioned in the podcast. I'm going to leave a few extra links in the show notes just for, you know, people I follow and, and resources that I have found helpful with just figuring it out. And I am doing it in a really messy way, but I'm, I'm committed to gracefully stumbling through it the best that I can because I don't, I don't want to ignore. I can't. I don't think any of us can anymore. You know, we are seeing it all over the news every day, every day. You know, when another black man is shot because He's holding a cell phone and it was mistaken for a gun in his own backyard. You know, let's wake up. Let's wake up. See it because it's there. It's all around. So as always, I would absolutely love to continue having the conversation with you. You can follow me across all social media platforms at with Lindsay Ray. You can find Thais at Thais Sky. And, you know, Thais and I navigate this together, you know, as best we can. We share resources constantly. So I would encourage you to, you know, do that with your friends, you know, with your white friends and, and talk about it and bring it up. And again, I can't stress to you enough how important it is to, to share and be courageous, you know, it's just, it's important that we all learn from each other and we all learn from each other's mistakes and, and, and we just really do the work. So I could probably go on and on about this forever, but at some point I probably start rambling. I just think this is really important and this is a journey that is lifelong. And, you know, I follow Desiree Attaway and she just speaks so beautifully about all of this and she's such an amazing human and a beautiful woman and and she's you know a, a woman of color and and you know she 
she is just so brilliant and bright and courageous. And, and I've heard her say before, I don't know if it was on a podcast or on a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or anything, but I remember her saying, you know, we might not see when and if this ever completely dismantles, you know, when this falls apart and this rebuilds, when we live in this, you know, perfect I- ideal world of, of oneness. We might not see that in our lifetime. We probably won't. And, you know, even your kids' lifetime, we don't know. We don't have a crystal ball and we can't see that much in the future. However, it doesn't mean that we don't show up and do the work and lay the groundwork. You know, I remember even listening to a conversation with Oprah and Maya Angelou. It was Super Soul podcast with Maya Angelou. And Maya saying, your ancestors and and the people that came before you, you know, they paid for you to be here. They laid the groundwork for you to live. And so, you know, it, it's generationally, yes, it's, it's gotten better and better, but it's not, it's not there yet. And, and we right now in this time, we, this is our work and we can't ignore that. And we have to continually show up and continually be courageous and do this work. So again, I encourage you look through the show notes. I'm going to link everything up and thank you for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, please share it. It helps me when you rate, review, and subscribe. So please do that as well. And until next time, I am wishing you all a very beautiful rest of your day or evening.